At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. The biggest games of the football season are coming, and Play Sugar House is introducing new parlay features just in time for the playoff push. For your next bet, Try a new multi-game parlay and combine bets across games to make your perfect combo. Combine player props, game bets, and even different same-game parlays into one multi-game parlay. Make your parlay today at Play Sugarhouse Sportsbook. Download the Play Sugarhouse app or go to playsugarhouse.com to place your bets. This is the New York City Cast with Will Hill, presented by Play Sugarhouse. Welcome to the New York City Cast presented. Place Sugar House Sportsbook. Going to talk later on in the episode with Ryan Rothstein. We're going to do a little city cast crossover, go over the week 18 uh, spreads, a little recap of week 17, look at the futures markets as always. Uh, as far as last night, man, that was tough to watch between Baker Mayfield and Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, first of all, the coverage by ESPN, I mean, three and a half hours of Ben Roethlisberger. Look, I, I know he's a Hall of Famer. He's had a great career, won a couple Super Bowls. Uh, look, he, he played terribly in that first Super Bowl, and they really, I mean, that's one of the sketchiest referee performances of all time, that's that Super Bowl against the Seahawks. But look, he had a great career. He's one of the Hall of Fame. We do not need three and a half hours. I mean, just, this is not Gandhi retiring here with, with Roethlisberger. Nobody outside of Pittsburgh really cares. I mean, you know, people in, in California or here in Connecticut, nobody cares about Ben Roethlisberger retiring. It's fine. You know, he was a great player, but. I just thought it was way over the top. I mean, you know, Greasy and Riddick going on and on about him. Then after the game, Van Pelt, who I love, is as good as anybody, uh, did an hour on him. I mean, it's just it was too much with Roethlisberger. Uh, the Steelers win an ugly game. Baker Mayfield just awful the last month of the season. So that that's the last Monday night game of the year. That was it. That was a, a hell of a way to go out. It was really uh, a tough watch. Steelers get the cover. The under game, game stayed under the total uh, after some late – Theatrics, I, I know some people probably won and lost fantasy leagues based on that last Najee Harris touchdown run. And then Baker Mayfield, I saw somebody on Twitter post a, that they won their championship because their opponent had Baker Mayfield and they had the Pittsburgh Steelers defense. And that's a man, that's a hell of a way to win or lose a fantasy uh, championship after all these months of drafting and setting your lineups. It comes down to a, a garbage time interception after the game really should have been over. Uh, if Harris just goes down instead of goes in the end zone, you know, the game is over. The game could have been over a bunch of times. Brown's got a, a shaky pass interference in the end zone on fourth down a couple drives before that. So uh, not much of a fun game, not really a watchable game. We actually do have a bowl game tonight, which I don't know why. I can. LSU versus Kansas State. Uh, looks like LSU is going to play a converted wide receiver at quarterback. Uh, it's it's kind of sad. You know, we get all these bowl games. You kind of conditioned to this weekday action. Uh, it was tough yesterday to wake up. It's Monday. You know, all right, what bowl game is on at 2 o'clock in the afternoon? And, and there was nothing. But then we get one tonight at 9 o'clock, LSU versus Kansas State. So 
Uh, bowl season kind of come to an end. The semifinal games, as usual, were just blowouts. I mean, there's, there's got to be a better system. We can't have this every year. I, I guess we can, and, and I don't know how we fix it, but, you know, we, we got to have a better system than, you know, Alabama beats the hell out of somebody, some other team from the SEC, or Clemson beats the hell out of somebody, and then they play in the finals. It's really uh, – that was tough to watch Friday. Not, not really great games. I thought Cincy was really overmatched physically, and a, a lot of us, including me, thought Michigan was a live dog. And we saw pretty early that that was the incorrect take on the game. I mean, Georgia was just, uh, you know, ahead above above Michigan. They really could have named their score. So college winding down, we get Georgia-Bama next week. Georgia favored by three. That line is kind of ping-pong between two and a half and three. NFL, we're on to week 18. Uh, look, it, it, man, it comes and goes so fast. It just it, week one to week eight seems like it, it flies by in 10 minutes. And here we are, week 18. And, you know, before we know it, it's just the playoffs and getting ready for next year. The season comes and goes so fast. So uh, we'll be back on, on on Thursday to talk more of week 18. We'll go through everything with the Jets and the Giants. But here's my conversation with Ryan. All right. Welcome back. Philadelphia City Cast uh, meets New York City Cast. It's another crossover edition here, as we mentioned to start the show. Will Hill, host of the New York City Cast, alongside myself, Ryan Rothstein, host of the Philadelphia City Cast. And um, you know, Happy New Year, in case you missed any of our previous episodes. Happy New Year. Hope everyone's holiday was great. Uh, and to start 2022, depending on where you're at, we got absolutely pummeled with snow, which I hate. Um, maybe it's a little bit of, a, of the Grinch in me, but I do not want to shovel snow. I do not want to, you know, get my snow clothes out, my snow shoes out, which I don't know if I even have any. So uh, it's been not too fun, but hey, it's been fun with all of the bowl games last week. And then, um, you know, it was, it was it was a great weekend. So we're here to recap it a little bit and then look ahead to NFL Week 18 and everything else on the wagering menus. So, uh, Will, how you doing, my friend? What's going on, Ryan? I mean, you could not be more right about the snow. It's the same thing like Christmas. When you're a kid, it's the best. You know, snow gets you a day off from school, early dismissals, uh, all that kind of thing. But when you're older, it's just a pain in the ass to shovel it. It's depressing to look at. You know, it starts to get dark late at night. The winter can be depressing here in the Northeast. But uh, look, we're, we're not too far away. If baseball can get their stuff together, we're like six weeks away from pitchers and catchers. This NFL season, I don't know if it's just me, but man, it seems like we were in week two like 10 minutes ago. They were showing highlights of the Packers. Remember they lost week one uh, to the Saints. Mm -hmm. That seems like a lifetime ago and 10 minutes ago all at the same time. So uh, the NFL season just goes by so fast. Crazy, we're already in week 18. Now, I, I didn't think there was any problem with the 17-game season. I don't know why. I do know why we have the extra week. It's always money. Money's always the answer. But uh, looking forward to the final week. Kind of a crazy week to try to pick some of these lines. Who's going to be playing? Who's sitting? Uh, can kind of make your head spin here. All the scenarios. It's actually a little more straightforward with the playoffs in terms of who's in, who's out. You know, the best thing about the last week usually is the chaos and all the scenarios. This team can get in if this happens. Uh, it's pretty straightforward. There are some. Uh, crazier scenarios in the AFC, but most of those involve Indianapolis losing to Jacksonville, which uh, obviously we'll get to the spreads here and, and isn't likely, but uh, always fun to look ahead here to the playoffs and, and the, the final week of the seasons. Yeah, it's it's weird how it worked out because week 17 this past week was all of the unknown, all of the craziness, like all of these games. Well, if this team wins, if this team loses, then that team's in, the other team's out. And here we are with the extra week for the first time, like you mentioned. And I don't know if it's just how this season has fallen or it's sort of how it's going to go now moving forward. But still, week 17 seemed to be 
the week where all of the movement and all of the questions were going to get answered. There's still one or two questions, like you said, Will, but a lot of them I feel like are already behind us being answered a few days ago on, on week 17. Yeah, some of these teams played their way out. Obviously, Minnesota losing two in a row. Philly kind of pulling away, beating up on a soft schedule. I mean, they beat Washington two times in the last few weeks. They beat the Giants. They beat the Jets. Uh, in Minnesota, without Cousins and playing poorly against the Rams, they've kind of fallen out of the wayside. So it's just kind of the way it broke. And the other side, the AFC has cleared up, too. You know, the, the Dolphins fell by the wayside. Some of these teams, you know, there were a million of these teams hovering around 500. Uh, the Broncos fell off. The Raiders are somehow still in the mix. So... Uh, it's a little cleaner than usual. There are still some crazy scenarios there, but like I said, most of them involve Jacksonville beating Indianapolis. There's a fun one where if Jacksonville beats the Colts, the Raiders and the Chargers can both get in the playoffs if they tie on Sunday, which <laughs> they're the late game. They're the Sunday night game. That would be the most hilarious thing ever. I mean, I, couldn't, I can't explain oh how goodness. exciting that would be to sit there and watch them take knees for three hours. I don't think they would do that. I think they would play it straight. <laughs> take but, knees for three hours. <laughs> I mean, look, if you're if the winner's in and the loser's out and you're both in with a tie, it's almost irresponsible to play for play for the win, but I, I don't know how they would handle it. I can't imagine they would actually do that and just, you know. Yeah, how do you handle that? They probably would play it straightforward. They probably would, but I guess Weak. if it were close late, they would just be conservative and kind of wink-wink, you know, run the ball into the line, be conservative and, and yeah. punt and – but look, that's that's a really it's a fascinating scenario. The NFL kind of kind of screwed up there, even allowing mm -hmm. that to be a possibility. Now again, you need a 15 point upset for that to happen. But man, that would be funny if that that comes to fruition. That would be hilarious. Uh, just three hours of taking these. Um, I'm I'm hoping for that. There's about a probably a 10,000 to one uh, chance that happens. But hey, take those odds. Um, bet the under. Bet the under. Bet tie <laughs> if you can find those markets. Uh, be a quick game. We know that. <laughs> yes, it would. Um, let's start with the Eagles for a second. You mentioned, you know, how they've somehow they've stumbled and bumbled into the postseason here. And we have this matchup now, Eagles-Cowboys. It got flexed to Saturday night. It's a seven-point spread right now at Bet Rivers. Cowboys have obviously the seven-point road favorite. Late last night, not late, but last night around dinner time, Will, uh, Monday night, it was announced 12 players are added to the Eagles' COVID list. Now, I don't know how long they're going to remain on the COVID list. There's new uh, policies and procedures with COVID-19 in the NFL, so they could be ready to go. But you and I were talking a little bit about this before we started off air, um, just the scenarios. And the Eagles, even if they win this game, it may not impact their positioning. So it's sort of a meaningless game for the Eagles. Like they can go out there and play their hearts out and, and upset the Dallas Cowboys if they're playing their starters. And the Eagles could still remain a seven seed. Dallas, I guess they're playing for positioning. Both teams said they're going to play their starters. I don't know what I'm getting at, but there's just a lot of variables, I guess is my point, setting this up right now with the Cowboys laying seven on the road. This is a game where I certainly don't touch at the moment, maybe right before kickoff, but doesn't look enticing. No, this is a week where you really, you got to follow the beat writers on Twitter. You got to, uh, you know, listen to some of these press conferences. And these, these coaches can mislead you. They can BS you a little bit mm -hmm. just because they're going to play the starters. That doesn't mean they're saying how long the starters are going to play. Look, we're going to play our starters. Yeah, they could play a series and come out of the game. That's always a factor. Uh, like you mentioned, these guys, I think they're volunteering to test more on Monday because of the new protocols where you can clear in five days. So all these guys that tested positive yesterday for Philly can be back. But like you said, it's just a matter of, you know, matchups now, who you're playing. Uh, you know you're probably going to play either the Rams, the Cowboys, the Bucks. I guess there's a scenario where you could play the Cardinals. So 
because that NFC West is still up for grabs. So yeah. it's all a matter of who you want to play. I, I don't know that there's a lot of difference between those teams. You would say Tampa's probably the strongest of the bunch, but they're missing a lot of guys now with no Antonio Brown, uh, with, with no Evans. No God, or Evans is playing, but he's hurt. Godwin's out. Fournette uh, is, is banged up. It's really it's not a great Tampa team, a Tampa team that had a lot of luck in terms of injuries last mm-hmm. year to the Super Bowl. They were very healthy. They would gotten beat up a little bit. So uh, it's just a matter of who you want to play. Uh, some of these teams can kind of manipulate that matchup, but you know that's one of the, the, the ramifications of taking away that second buy, which I don't like. I, I like the two buys. I like six playoff teams and two buys. I just thought it fit better. I thought there was more of a rhythm to it, and there was more incentive. Now Cowboys would be going all out here to get that sec, that two seed. Now these two, three, four seeds they're really not relevant as long as you're going to be home. You know seeds three seeds three two through four don't really matter. Seeds five through seven don't really matter. You're going to be on the road or you're going to be at home. So. Uh, this is pretty much a glorified exhibition game here in Week 18. And there's even, you know, I, maybe you disagree with this, but it seems like you don't like that that um, adjustment where there's only one buy. That makes it even more parity, right? Like, and and we've yeah. seen six seeds make it to the Super Bowl and win the Super Bowl. The New York Giants, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Like, there's multiple examples in recent years, the last decade of teams sneaking in, getting hot in December. And making a run so it's not like they needed to make that adjustment for parity so now you have teams that have double digit wins maybe even 11 and 12 wins don't get the one seed and they're basically lumped in with you know teams like philadelphia which is right kind of ridiculous yeah i don't think it's fair i i I like the two buys better i just thought there was more strategy to it and then you you know if you get a two seed and you get an upset you can host the title game and now that one seed has a major advantage. That's why I thought it was a terrible loss for the Chiefs the other day against the Bengals. That was a great game, yes. a fun game. They got very conservative in the second half, and I was paying close attention because I had the over, but I also had the second half over. And they, you know, they scored four touchdowns in their first five possessions. They started just to run the ball and punt, and you know, they tried to slow the game down because they weren't getting any stops. But they stopped scoring it, and it came back to bite them. Now they're going to be in a scenario instead of getting the bye and starting their playoffs in round two where they only need two home games to win it, to, to go to a Super Bowl. Now they got to play three games. Now, look, if they go to Tennessee, they can obviously win. They'll probably be favored. But they might be looking at a scenario here where week one of the playoffs, they're playing the Chargers again. And that is not a fun matchup. The no. Chargers are going to come in there for all – you know, you could question the fourth down strategy, whatever. But that's not fun to play when they're going to come in and say, you know what, we're going to sling it. We're going to go for it. We're basically going to try to score 35, 40 points on you. If you if you stop us, good for you. But that that's not fun. They're going to come in swinging the bats, uh, the Chargers, and the Chargers beat them once. They could have beaten them a second time. So that was a really bad loss uh, for the Chiefs on Sunday. Chargers have had some success in the past two seasons against the Kansas City Chiefs, and even if they didn't win outright, they've always been able to play them like go toe to toe with them. It's always yeah. been really good competitive games, and here we are for NFL championship odds at Bet Rivers and PA, aka winner of the Super Bowl. Chiefs still have the second best odds. Will five to one behind Green Bay at plus three fifty. Makes sense. It doesn't surprise me. You know, it's no. it, it. Look, if they're in a championship game at Tennessee, they're going to be favored. But man, it's just the extra game. It's having to play three games, and they're so tough at Arrowhead, where you know you would really favor them to come out of the AFC if they had the bye, and then two home games at Arrowhead. That's really tough to beat. You get the rest. Andy Reid's great off of a bye. Mm-hmm. Now look, you can you got to take the field and, and you got to play that extra game, and uh, that that's not easy. Now if they're the two seed, they get that second week at home too. But look, the Chargers can definitely beat you. I mean, gun to my head, I'd probably still pick the Chiefs to come out of the AFC. But if you said Chiefs are the field. I would probably take the field. How do you feel about that? 
I'd probably take the field um, just based off of the Chiefs having the second best odds to win the Super Bowl, five to one there. You look at the AFC odds, um, they are the odds on favorite at plus 225. So we talk about value and that word is thrown around a little bit too loosely. But yeah, I, I just don't see the, the path is not easy on them. I still like them. I, I still think they're maybe even a little bit overlooked just from talking heads, not necessarily by the odds makers. So yeah, I, I would probably lean towards the field, but you know, talk about teams being overlooked. The Tennessee Titans, who you just brought up a little bit, why is no one really giving them any attention? And I'm not sitting here saying uh, I'm picking them to win it all. I'm picking them to come out of the AFC, but they have just been, they've been an interesting story. Have they not? They have, you know, they had, it really, their run started middle of the year. They upset the bills, that crazy Monday night game. Then they beat the chiefs the next week and, and they were looking really good, but then they just started to lose player after player. Henry got hurt. AJ Brown got hurt. Julio Jones, that trade has not worked out. He's really just looked like a form, a, a shell of himself. Yeah. So they've really struggled to score. I know some of the advanced metrics DVOA has them like a middle of the pack team. So, uh, look, we saw this last year with the Steelers where the record was one thing, but you kind of watch them and you go, yeah, I know their record is this, but I don't know if I necessarily believe in them. And it kind of played out. Remember last year the Steelers got blown out by the Browns in that first round. So, look, the, the Titans are going to have that built-in advantage. It looks like they'll beat the Texans and be the one seed. Now, I, I do like the Texans. I'm sure we'll get to that game. I do like the Texans with the points. Titans really don't blow a lot of teams out. I, I know they blew Miami out last week, but uh, the Texans already beat them once. That's a division game. Texans have been scrappy here, but – Let's just assume the Titans get the one. They get a bye, and then they get a home game. So, look, we could call them mediocre. We could say they've struggled, but they might be getting Henry back. Now, look, are they going to get a full Derrick Hen uh, a full healthy Derrick Henry? That's another question. Yeah. But, look, if you're full strength, you got to buy. Vrabel's a good coach. you, you got to give him a shot here. I, I wouldn't pick him, but uh, – and, and I don't think that's a great home field. You know, going into Tennessee, I think the Bills could win. I think the Chiefs could certainly win. Hell, I even think – I think I take Indianapolis over them. So, the AFC is pretty deep here. Uh, but look, if you're going to be the one seed, you got a shot. Let's uh, let's start looking at these NFL week, uh, week 18 lines, and we can bounce back and forth. We can go back to the futures market a little bit, but uh, we'll just kind of see where the conversation takes us for a second. L let's just start with the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, a double-digit favorite now on the road. This is a Saturday, 4.30 p.m. Eastern time kickoff going into Mile High to take on the Broncos. The total's at 44 um, I have not been a, a lover, <laughs> horrible choice of words. I have not been a lover of laying points with Kansas City, despite me being a believer in them. But uh, I don't know if I lay the 10 here against the Broncos on the road. Do you? Don't have a play on this game yet. I would lean towards taking the 10. Now you got to look at the scenarios here. The Chiefs can still get the one seed if they win and the Titans lose to the Texans. That seems right. far-fetched. I don't know that the Chiefs go in with that mentality of, all right, we got to yeah. win this game. We're going to get a bye. I think, look, they, they all, not that they know the lines. Maybe they do. Maybe they don't. But they know <laughs> just logically the Texans beating the Titans is probably a stretch. And they're not going to have a bye. So maybe they treat this as a mini bye. They play their guys for a half. Figure, you know what, we can go 80% here, still get a win, still get our guys some rest. Uh, and get ready for the playoffs. So I would lean towards the 10. I just don't know that the Chiefs are going to put their foot on the gas the whole game. Now, look, if you're taking a 10, that means betting Drew Locke and, and that Denver team. Man, that team was 3-0. and Speaking of the NFL seeming like it started a lifetime ago, Denver was 3-0. and They're beating up on all these bad teams. They have really come crashing down. But, look, they moved the ball in Kansas City. They played a month or so ago. They had 400-something yards of offense, just couldn't finish the drive. Uh, that was with Bridgewater hobbled up, hobbled around. So, yep. 
Uh, I, I would lean towards Denver here. Not sure I'm going to play it. Is this anything that interests you or no? No, not at all. Um, maybe a slight lean towards Denver right now, but I, I don't like this game, right? Just assuming everyone's health, healthy and this game's kicking off tomorrow, right? Like we, Will and I are both well aware of the COVID uh, uncertainty. So just w when we're going through these games, we're just under the assumption, let's say for now, that everything is as uh, anticipated. But I'd probably have a slight lean with Denver, but I think there's other opportunity on the board. So I'm, I'm most likely going to stay away from this one here as well. It's going to be tempting, though, because it's a standalone game. It's Saturday. We're going to want some action on it. That's, I oh, think that's well, <laughs> yeah. It's important to emphasize, too. I mean, especially in Week 18, you do not have to swing at every pitch here. The, no. the odds makers, Bet Rivers, they have to put a line on every game. We don't have to bet on every game. You get caught up in, oh, this game's on. I want to bet it. This is not a great game to bet. Would lean Denver here, but, again, not dying to bet it. That being said, I'm sure I'll have Denver by the time this game starts. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> there's a difference between me being a like a recreational better right before kickoff, you know, and saying, ah, screw it. You know what? Let me put a small unit on Denver with the points. But um, I like to separate that from the analysis, so to speak. Yeah. Not that I'm uh, giving the best out in the world. But nonetheless, I, I guess we'll go back to this Dallas Eagles game really quick. Uh, Eagles getting seven at home to wrap up the season. Now, both coaches, as we touched on earlier, Will, uh, they, they said, you know, they're going to they're gonna play their starters. Now, for how long? We'll see. Jerry Jones and Mike, McCar Mike McCarthy already both on record saying we're going into Philadelphia looking to win this game with our starters. Eagles seem to be under the same mindset despite getting attacked by COVID on Monday. Um, right now, I think I would take the seven with Philly. Now, this isn't a homer pick. I've gone the other way plenty throughout the year. But I look at the uncertainty. I look at the Eagles at home. And then I look at the possibility of Dallas and maybe even Philly pulling their starters at halftime. And why can't the Eagles keep it within seven or less? I know that's maybe a little bit of a weak reason. But if I'm looking to bet this game, I would probably take the points, the total for what it's worth at 42 and a half. Your thoughts, Will? Yeah, I'm not laying seven in what's a glorified exhibition game. So to right. me, it will be Eagles or pass. You probably do all right. Similar, I think we talked about this before in these bowl games. They're pretty much exhibition games. So just take the money line figure. You know what? Anything mm -hmm. can happen. So you might be all right just taking some of the money line in some of these, you know, glorified exhibition games. Uh, my angle here would actually probably be, it's pretty low, but the under 42 and a half, you figure the starters, either they're not going to play. And if they do play, you can't imagine they're going to be, you know, throwing the ball. They are, Dallas just lost Gallup for the year. You don't want to run Hurts into the ground. You no. figure just a conservative game plan when they're in there. Neither team can really benefit by winning. And at some point, you figure the backups are going to come in. So either you're getting with backup, either you're getting backups, or you're getting starters with a conservative game plan. So I think under would probably be a good bet. I might actually bet that one. I like the under. Yeah, I, I think I think I would lean under as well. I mean, the, the worst thing in the world, PR-wise, and just quite literally, would be like Fletcher Cox, you know, uh, torn Achilles in the fourth quarter of that game. The entire city would have their pitchforks out on Nick Sirianni and the Eagles front office. Like, what are you doing? You know, we're in the playoffs. Right. This game's meaningless. Why do you have your best players in in the second half? I would be shocked if we see the starters from start to finish. Right. It's just hard with a football team. You don't have really a backup for every position. There's only, what, 53 guys on a team. It's hard to play yeah. all backups. But I, I know what you mean. You don't want a key player getting hurt. You don't want Hurts running around, right. uh, getting nailed here. I mean, he, that, that's, yeah, I, I'm with you there. Remember, Welker got hurt. It's like a decade ago. Welker got hurt right before the playoffs when he was on the Patriots, tore his ACL in a meaningless game against the Texans. So, look, you can get hurt at any time. You can get hurt in practice. You can get hurt in non-contact. But 
I'm with you. I think, and plus, there's a. I think there's got to be a, a scenario here where Dallas can play Philly in round one. So you probably yep. don't want to tip your cards too much if you have to play each other again. No, absolutely not. Um, all right, so here's a game where I'm trying to figure out all of the scenarios. We're, we're going into Sunday now, the the one o'clock Sunday kickoffs, and Cincinnati and Cleveland. Cleveland, who. Uh, we just saw, and, and Cincy, you mentioned them in that Chiefs game, which was a great one. Cincinnati on the road, three-and-a-half-point favorite. The total is at 42. This now is into Sunday at 1 p.m. I don't even know all of the scenarios here, if you can maybe educate us a little bit, but uh, what do you see with this game? Well, Cincy won the division, so they're at least going to get a home game. Now, in, in order to get – they can actually still get the bye. They would need, I think, the Chiefs to lose, and they would need the Titans to lose, so – Okay. Uh, they by the time they take the field here, the Chiefs probably would have won on Saturday, so they might be just locked into seating. Now the Browns, uh, Baker, it's just been announced he's out for the season for the last game. He's going to have surgery. Uh, I think we all need surgery after having to watch him last night, I and mean, that was a painful, painful effort. Really, a painful last month of the season. I'm not sure why they stuck with him. I, I think they really cost themselves a chance at the playoffs. Keenum's a very capable backup. Uh, Baker, look, if, if he hopefully he was hurt if you're the Browns. If that's him at 100%, look, I, I'm not crazy about paying him to begin with. Uh, yeah. That was a, a really bad effort from the last you know month or so from Baker. And you know somebody had a great tweet. Joe Burrow is what the Browns thought Baker Mayfield was going to be. I mean, Burrow really uplifted this Bengal franchise, <laughs> taking him to a playoff. So uh, I'm not sure that there's a lot to play for here. Bengals will probably be looked into, locked into a home game. Browns are eliminated. So probably a stay away from me i don't i think if the browns went with case keenum let's just say for the entire second half of the year or even you know hypothetically from the jump i think they have a couple more wins yeah it's hard <laughs> right? to be, like it's hard to be worse look mullins played decent mullins played just Mullins was every bit as good in that yeah. monday game as a third stringer as baker's been I mean, baker's been terrible now let me ask you who in philly who do they want to play do they have a preference do you have a preference for who you play in the first round between you know, Tampa, Dallas, the Rams, or I guess Arizona would still be a possibility. Yeah, it's there hasn't been one team that everyone's screaming and yelling about. Um, I, I think Dallas fans wouldn't mind playing Dallas again, and that's like you say, well, wait a second, you got the break speed off you earlier in the year on national TV by Dallas. True, but I, I think you look at you look at Arizona, and they've been up and down, but I don't think you really want to go against Arizona, and Tampa's been trending in a weird direction as well but you don't want to go up against Tom Brady uh in that spot either so I, I guess you'd go Dallas which is a long shot um right now but I I don't see the Eagles making any type of noise regardless of who the opponent is because they've just been struggling to take care of business as is against these far from playoff teams uh on their schedule so I think everyone's just sort of crossing their fingers and hoping the Eagles can play keep away with that running attack regardless of the opponent. But there's really no favorable opponent, Will. Yeah, I think people look at the Eagles, and you always hear this cliche, and it's really a cliche that drives me nuts, the team nobody wants to play. Because you never hear about the team that everybody wants to play. The Eagles might be the team <laughs> that everybody wants to play. I mean, I don't think they have a win over another team that's in the playoffs right now. I, I know they beat the Saints. Maybe the Saints get in. But uh, they've really struggled when they step up in competition. And you know, you're going to play some of these teams like the Bucs or some of these teams that are really good on defense, really good at stopping the run. If you can make the Eagles one-dimensional, uh, it can be really ugly. I mean, look, let's put it this way. This team lost to the Giants not that long ago. And if you watch the Giants in the last month or so, that's saying a lot. So, uh, yeah, I think the Eagles, I'd be surprised if they won a game. But, look, it's been a great year for them. It has. Anything they do is gravy. 
I mean, everyone got on the coach that first press conference because he was stuttering. Uh, he's done a good job. Look, you can't kill him. That's not a great team. He's gotten him into the playoffs. I know they haven't beaten anybody, but look, it, it's a good. Hey. That's a good first year for the Eagles for for it's that a, coach. It's a great first year. Yeah. I mean, let's just call it what it is. Like I, I, I hear you. Okay, about the schedule and who they've beaten and who they've lost to. That is all one hundred percent valid, and that cannot and should not be ignored. But you also have to, you have to balance it a little bit and say, all right, well we're just going to completely rake them over the coals and not give them any type of credit for getting to nine wins, possibly 10 wins when, you know, someone like me, I thought they would be, you know, five, six wins, right? They would be right around their win total of six and a half, maybe, you know, maybe squeeze in on the over finish with seven wins, but here they are guaranteed themselves a winning record. I, I think Sirianni's done an excellent job. I think that's one thing that we should all agree on regardless of the schedule. You know, if they get to 10 wins, I kind of hope they do because that'll set up what I think it'll be a good situation next year to play them under their season win total. People look back and say they got a young quarterback. They won 10 games. Maybe they put that number at nine, nine and a half. And I just think, look, you beat up on a soft schedule. Sometimes, you know, one year doesn't correlate to another. Look at the Browns last year. Browns went 11 and five, but uh, and everyone's surprised they're having a bad year this year. Their point differential, I think they were outscored on the season last year. So sometimes, you know, you can have phony records. It's a, it's a short season. It's a small sample size. So just because they win 10 games next year doesn't mean that they're going to, you know, win 10 games or come close next year. Although that's a, man, that's a nice division to be in. I know Dallas is really good, but, man, you get four games against the Giants in, in Washington. That's a, that's a pretty nice deal right there. That's a minimum three and one. Right. So you think at least. But yeah, the the schedule should get a little bit tougher, uh, especially if the Eagles get to 10 wins, you know, depending on how it all plays out. So yeah, that that season win total really looking down the road a little bit could be favorable for the under. All right, let's um, let's keep it moving here for a second. Let's go to the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, going to Baltimore. Two teams that uh, certainly have had disappointing years. Big Ben, he is ready to go right into the old person home. Uh, the Steelers getting five and a half at Bet Rivers, the total at 41 and a half. What's your thoughts on this one, Will? Yeah, they're both still alive. Not a game I'm dying to bet, man. The, the Ravens, they were eight and three. They have limped here. They're eight and eight and somehow still alive. They really let one get away the other day. Uh, Huntley with his first, you know, subpar game. Uh, what did you say the line was? I'm sorry. Three and a half, some point five. Five and a half. Yeah, my, my lean would be just towards taking the points just because these games tend to be close. But, yeah, yeah, yeah I would probably lean that way. I, I would probably lean that way. Man, I, I'm not crazy about betting Roethlisberger, but the Ravens are beat up. So, yeah, I, yeah, I would lean towards taking the points here. I, I like the under. I, I always feel like Pittsburgh-Baltimore late in the year, it's like, you know, 14-10, 13-10, just ugly, low-scoring type of games. I kind of wonder how Roethlisberger on a short week, how his arm's going to – bounce back he threw 40 something passes last night i mean he only threw for 100 something yards it was tough to watch you got to figure though i mean that's look six days rest in the cold you, you got to wonder you know how his arm will bounce back that was really painful to watch that was bad quarterback play last night and i feel like the league in general as much as we love it there's some there's been some bad teams this year some bad performances look the giants throwing for 24 yards bad. on sunday it's really that the caliber of play is down a little bit i think it's all been bad i mean let's just be honest here it's you have Green Bay, um, Tennessee. Low key has been able to keep it relatively together. I mean, Kansas City has been um, great in the second half of the year, but I don't. I, there's less than four teams that you can point to that have been consistent and, and like a model of of not even excellence, of decency. Yeah, and a lot of bad. I mean, look, the Jets, the Giants, much bad. the Texans are actually are, you know scrappy, but the Jaguars, the Lions, the, yeah, there's. Uh, I just think the 
the level of play. Now, I don't know if it's the extra game. These teams getting worn down. I don't know if there's a reason or sometimes this, this stuff is just cyclical where, uh, you know, the level of play just isn't up to par. But, look, the playoffs are going to be good. Once you get – once you whittle yeah. these, these teams down, uh, I'm excited about all these potential matchups. You know, we, we mentioned the Eagles are probably an easy out, but – for the most part, I mean, the Colts are live. Some of these teams at the back end are live. You know, Cincy hasn't been there in a while. They're fun. Uh, the Patriots with Belichick and, and a rookie quarterback. There's a lot of good stories and a lot of, you know, uh, I would say parody in the playoffs. I think it makes it wide open. I wouldn't be surprised if somebody mm -hmm. comes out of nowhere and makes a run to the championship game or the Super Bowl. I think it's it's pretty wide open, which makes it fun. And, and we'll get to some of those maybe uh, uh, value type of bets to make right now heading into week 18 in the futures market before we get out of here. Um, all right, I, I don't know if we should run through every single game, Will, but I'll throw a couple more out, and, and you can maybe look at the slate if there's anything I missed. Let's look at Bears-Vikings. Uh, Bears in Minnesota getting 2.5. The total's at 44.5. Um, anything you see here in this one? No, I mean, Nagy's last game, probably Zimmer's last game. Yeah. I would assume Cousins is back, but look, I, the Vikings have had a disappointing year. Who knows how into the uh, – into this game they're going to be if they're interested they'll probably win the game but you know who knows where their mentality is at now Zimmer's always done well in the preseason sometimes these preseason games you can correlate with week 18 where uh you know you you uh, you get a sense for how these teams handle meaningless games Zimmer had a great quote about Kellen Mond they asked him if he wanted to see him and he said no and then they asked him why not he goes I see him every day so it's uh <laughs> not a not a ring endorsement of the young quarterback of the Vikings basically wasted you know, that's the first pick in the third round, and I think that's an indictment on the team, the player, the organization. You got pick a guy the first pick of the third round, he can't even win the backup job over Sean Manning. That's uh, yeah, that's that's right. an indictment on everybody. So looks like the the Bears and the Vikings might be cleaning house after this game, as they should. Um, all right, when and you're in for the Colts. They're traveling to Jacksonville. They're laying 15 and a half right now at Bet Rivers in PA. The uh, the total is set at 44. And even if the Colts somehow lose this game outright, which, uh, heck, I, we've seen maybe crazier, but I don't see that happening, there's still a path for them to get into the postseason. But they control their own destiny. They, they get this win. They get into the playoffs. Um, the question is, do they cover 15 and a half? First of all, they can absolutely lose this game. As long as Carson Wentz is on the field for the Colts, they can lose this game. He can yes, single-handedly sabotage them. I like the Jags here. The Jags have played them Me tough. Too. The Colts have not won, believe it or not, in Jacksonville since 2014 when Andrew Luck was the quarterback. Uh, the Colts lost to the Jags opening day last year when Rivers was the quarterback and almost cost them a playoff spot. A uh, similar spot last year, the Colts had to beat the Jags week 17, the final game of the season, just to get in. Uh, and that was 20-14 to 14 late. The Jags you know, were scrappy, similar point spread. Uh, this is a lot of points. This is a lot of points. The game it's was 23-7 turn. 23-17 earlier in the year when they played. And I think this is something to keep in mind for Week 18. These teams that are out of it versus these teams that are motivated to win to get in, it's counterintuitive, but I think you're better off betting on the, the unmotivated team. Uh, they really tax you for the better team. You know, they build they, they build that motivation into the price. So you're really overpaying here if you're laying 15 with the Colts. And I just think the Colts are not going to have any interest in running up the score. If they're up, you know, 23 13 late in the game they're just going to run the ball three times punt play defense and, and go get ready for a playoff game maybe next saturday so uh, i don't think that the colts are gonna be looking for style points to me look nobody wants to bet the jags that was an embarrassing performance it's been a bad year i think you have to be concerned about lawrence but 
Uh, I like the Jags in this spot. Is this something you're going to bet? Yeah, I like the points. Me too. I'm all over the points. And, and another game that I'm going to take the points in, <laughs> how about the Jets, man? Ooh. I mean, the Jets should have won that game they against played well. Tampa. They played well. I mean, they they're fighting well. for their lives. Up until the horn sounds on their season, it looks like that they're fighting. And that's that's that says something. Right. I know. Listen, we're not giving out participation trophies, but against no. the spread, we are. Right. Um, you know, this is a 17 point spread right now at Bet Rivers. I, I, I don't know. How can we not take the Jets plus 17 against Buffalo? Yeah, I would actually lean towards the Bills, believe it or not. Now, the Jets really? are the better. Laying think, 17? Yeah, you know, the Bills are a bully. The, the, you know, they yeah. play in a lot of these close games. They've struggled in one-score games. But when they play bad teams, they kill them. I mean, they I think they have the number one point differential in the league. They've outscored their opponents by a combined, I think, 130. So, look, they were favored by 18 against Houston. They won the game 40 to nothing. They have a, they have a habit of running up the score, too. I don't know if you remember a couple weeks ago, it was against the Panthers where they're up 10 late. And it was fourth down. They could have kicked the field goal. They ran play action through it in the end zone. So, uh, they're like some of these college teams where they want to cover for their alums. Some of these these Bills games, they tack one on late. So, uh, look, 17's a lot. If I like the Bills, I would shop around and try to get a 16 and a half because that 17's a key number. But uh, the Bills are bullies. I don't know that Wilson with his arm strength in Buffalo where it's going to be cold, it's going to be windy. Uh, I could see this one getting out of hand. And the Bills do need this to win the division. So, yeah. I don't know that I'm going to bet it, but I, I would certainly be afraid of, of betting, the Bill, uh, betting the Jets here. The Jets... Look, they played well the other day, but if you look at some of their numbers on defense, I mean, they are dead last in points allowed, yards allowed. Uh, this is a really bad defense. And, look, this could be a scenario where you, you take the Jets plus the points and you look up and it, there's five minutes left in the first quarter and it's 14-0 Bills and you oh, what the hell did I do here? So uh, <laughs> right. you can have the Jets. I don't have a lot of interest in right. them. Fair. All, all very valid points from Will. Um, all right, a couple more, uh, and then we can wrap up with some futures talk and, and have some fun with anything else we want to throw uh, throw out at you. Um, let's go to the Seahawks and Cardinals because right now this is six and a half. This looks like a good teaser opportunity where you can tease the Cardinals um, you know, down to just a, a, a pick them. You win this game outright for Arizona. It's a big game for the Cardinals. The Seahawks have been... You know, they've been playing tough for whatever that's worth, but it is six and a half. The total's at 48. Seattle going to Arizona, 425 Eastern on Sunday, Will. Probably a pass for me. Uh, teasing Arizona's not a bad idea. I just don't trust them. They played well the other day, but, man, they yeah. lost three in a row before, and they looked bad doing so. Seattle, man, if Wilson is playing well, and, look, they got nothing to lose. They're just going to come out and sling it, and sometimes yeah. that might be the best scenario. They get too conservative at times, so. I wouldn't be shocked if, you know, this is a, a three-point game late. I, I would expect Arizona to win, but look, Seattle's got some talent. If Wilson doesn't get hurt and Wilson plays like Wilson, this team's probably a playoff caliber team. So, uh, you know, these NFC West games are usually pretty close. I would lean towards taking the points here. Uh, not one I'm, I'm going to bet here. I, I'm scared. I don't trust Arizona here in a teaser. You can have them. I have no interest. Anything, uh, anything else that you want to bring up that we i mean 49ers rams rams i like miami plus seven i like miami, miami plus, plus seven, seven. The, yeah i i think the patriots first yeah. of all matchup wise new england kind of struggles tackling in space miami's got some quickness you know they you know, waddles a hell of a player they can get him the ball in a bunch of different ways and uh, i don't know that new england's motivated now they win the east if they win and, and buffalo loses to the jets but that's not going to happen so mm -hmm. belichick might be smart enough to you know what pull his starters and, and use this as a mini buy uh, they might want to move down because if they win, I think they played Buffalo in the 4-5 game. If they lose, there's a scenario where 
they can drop to the sixth seed and play Cincy. They might prefer Cincy to Buffalo. I certainly would. So yeah, uh, true. I think Miami getting seven. I don't think this will close seven. I think this is uh, a bit of a, a bad number. I think this will close six, five, maybe something like that. I, I don't think this is a good number. I like Miami plus seven quite a bit here. A um, couple others, Chargers on the road laying three against the Raiders and uh, 49ers and Rams. Rams are four-point favorites at home. Anything between between those two? I would lean 49ers just because they need the game. They always play well yeah. against the Rams. They've beaten them five in a row, but I can't bet on Lance. Lance just does not look ready. They were dying to give that game away against the Texans the other day. Uh, I would lean the 49ers. The money's come in on the 49ers. That opened at five and a half, six, but... I'm going to need to see the status of Garoppolo. Garoppolo, I think, is hopeful to play. But then again, if he plays, he's dealing with a thumb injury on his throwing hand. We saw the last time he played with that injury uh, against the Titans. We didn't know he was injured at the time. But, you know, he was throwing the ball all over the place. It was not pretty. So with lean 49ers there, might make a bet on it. But I'm not, I'm not totally sure. Uh, the other one, Chargers, Raiders. I like, the, I like the Chargers. I just think they're a better team. I think mm -hmm. once they get all their pieces, they're you know, they got Bosa, they got James. They got their receivers. They're a dangerous team. Now, look, they could lose to anybody. They're bad against the run. But, uh, look, they could score 38 points on anybody. I'm going to pick – I, I like the Chargers here. I like the Chargers. I think if we're going to look at a future with, with some yes. uh, some value, I think the Chargers are absolutely dangerous. I wouldn't be shocked at all if, you know, the Chargers are in the AFC Championship game and go on one of these runs where they upset a couple of people. I wouldn't be shocked at all. And they're, the playoffs are more fun if the Chargers are in it. You know, the Raiders getting in it. Okay, Carr and – you know, some of those guys, maybe they get Waller yeah. back, but uh, they're an easy out. The the playoffs are much more fun if the Chargers get in. I, I, I'm rooting for the Chargers, and I do think they get it done here. Uh, all right, so let's let's wrap up the, the episode. Good stuff, as always, with some futures talk here before we say goodbye. Um, we can look at maybe AFC and NFC odds, so uh, teams to come out of each conference here. Let's start with the AFC. Chargers are 18 to 1. You have the Colts at 10 to 1. You have the Bengals at 9 to 1, which seems to be everyone's favorite team for the moment. The Patriots 7 to 1. Um Titans plus 425. I, I like I mean, I do like the Bengals right now at nine to one. I also like the Chargers at, at eighteen to one. I think that's a good price for both. I those think teams. it's a good price. I think it's a good price on the Chargers. That would be the one the way I would go. But again, you have to start to do the math here where all right, they got to win this week, so that's a money line bet. You basically got to hit four bets in a row, yeah, uh, to win. You might get better odds if you just play it money line by money line by money line and keep rolling it over with the Chargers. So, uh, I think they're dangerous. I think they definitely have a chance to, you know, it's tough to pick them to come out of the AFC. They're not great on defense, but they can certainly win a couple of games. So, uh, I think the Chargers are alive there. But you might get you know better bang for your buck if you just roll it over here with the money lines. NFC, we have, you know, and I'm just looking at any type of value. But you have the Packers plus 150, Bucks four to one. Then you have the Rams plus 450, the Cowboys six to one, Arizona 10 to one, and then it jumps down. Eagles 22 to one, 49ers 25 to one. Boy, if you told me Garoppolo was healthy and his thumb was okay, which he can't promise me, I would actually look at the 49ers because, man, they got weapons, they got pass rushers. That's a dangerous team. I know the coach, you know, he, he could be a little overrated at times, but the coach is pretty good. Uh, I don't think anybody wants to play the 49ers. It's just, look, you could make that bet at 25 to 1, and, you know, Sunday at 7 o'clock, they're out of the playoffs because they lose <laughs> right. the Saints. Win. Right. I actually think the 49ers, if the quarterback was healthy, there's some value there. Other than that, you know, there's just, there's a lot of short prices. Dallas at 6 to 1, eh, they got to win three games. Uh, I, I don't see a whole lot there I love. I, you kind of be forcing it there. Yeah. Uh, is there anything you like? Is there anything, any of those that jump out at you? I don't mind Arizona at 10 to 1. Yeah. Just 
just because you don't know what could happen. Like we said, like I, I could see Arizona making it to the NFC Championship game for sure. Right. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what that means. I think if it was closer to 20 to one, like if it was a 14 to one, 15 to one, I'd feel a little bit better about, hey, this is a value type of bet given the price. But um, I'd, I'd probably say right now, Arizona 10 to one is interesting because they have the talent. I just don't trust them. Like you said earlier, you don't really know what you're going to get. They have the potential, but can they actually follow through? I think that's the, the biggest question. And they might start the postseason in Dallas. So they were they were just, what, six-and-a-half-point underdogs in Dallas. They beat them. So, okay, maybe it's four-and-a-half, five. They'll probably be a plus 200 money line against Dallas. And you just figure, all right, you start rolling over the money lines. Uh, you know, if you have to go to Green Bay, if you have to play Tampa, you might just be better off going money line by money line by money line. I took a money line um, against Dallas, and it worked out Smart. for me. You yeah. got my number. You could have texted me. I didn't get that text to say, hey, uh, you're my boy. You like money. Here's here's the Arizona money line. I, I mean, I could have used I'm that. Sorry. I like money. I, I like know. Dinner. I know. Well, listen, I gave you I gave you a bad one like to start the week, and then I just felt like I'm not going to be the oh, reason West why Virginia. this guy. Uh, has West Virginia scored, by the way? My and they haven't scored since I texted oh, you that game. They have not they're scored. They're still on the field trying to get They're going 11 on 0 trying to get in. They're still throwing they complete passes. They are brutal, dirt. Oh. Oh, my goodness. Absolutely brutal. Um, <laughs> How about we got a bowl game tonight? Why the hell, after all these bowl games are finished, we played the semifinals, which were terrible as always. Uh, yeah. The ratings were terrible, too. I don't know if you saw that. I, mean, I did. Just awful games. Now we got LSU uh, at uh, LSU and Kansas State on a Tuesday night at 9.05 Eastern. <laughs> it's so Why? random. Why? Am it's I going to so watch this random. game? Prob uh, maybe. Definitely. I mean, I mean, I, I think am. LSU is playing a converted wide uh, converted wide receiver at quarterback. So that line has certainly indicated that. The line went from Kansas State minus three all the way up to seven. It might be seven and a half now. It's at seven at Bet Rivers for what it's yeah, worth. What about the under? What's the under on that one? It's 47. 47. Maybe the under, but who knows? It's one of these last bowl games. These overs have been killing it. Maybe these teams just air it out, run trick plays, and just – you know what? Say screw it. We'll just we'll just throw the ball all over the place. I don't know. It's really strange though. Tuesday night at nine o'clock after all the bowl games are done, you're gonna throw one in. It's like, you know, it's like Christmas. You open all your presents and then you got that one last bad <laughs> one where you got to open you know, a pair of socks or something. I don't know why they they did this. It's really strange. It is super random. Like there's nothing enticing about it, but uh, uh, nonetheless, I, I guess we're gonna watch because why not? It's football, it's on TV, and there's the spread, so people will watch it. If you build exactly. it, they will come. Yeah. <laughs> if you build it, they will come. I don't know what they built, but uh, I guess a few people will show up. We'll probably end up being a couple of them. So, all right, man, good stuff. Uh, it's a good a good place to end. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll catch up again, I'm sure, either prior to the games this weekend. If not, probably immediately immediately following. I'd like to get another conversation in with you and I before the national title game that may be hard to do but we'll see what we can pull off sounds good right appreciate it my man all right thank you guys for listening this has been the new york city cast presented by place sugarhouse sportsbook thank you to ryan rusty those are always fun hopefully we'll do that again soon we'll talk to you guys on thursday Play Sugarhouse Sportsbook has taken its game to the next level. Not only has it added robust same-game parlays for football, it's playable in a new state, Connecticut. Whether you want to place your bets in New Jersey or Connecticut, you can count on Play Sugarhouse Sportsbook to deliver a one-of-a-kind experience from your first bet to your fast payout approval. Download the Play Sugar House app or go to PlaySugarHouse.com today. Must be 21. Playable in New Jersey or Connecticut. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey or 888-789-7777 in Connecticut. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.